0: So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi everybody, and welcome to episode 192 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today I'm here with Lannis Gillard. Lannis lives in North Mississippi, where she is a retired teacher and special ed director from Mississippi, but now is traveling across the state line and working in Tennessee in the special ed department there. Before we started recording, I shared, we discussed that's very common where I live as well. I'm close to a state line. A lot of teachers from Georgia retire, then go work in South Carolina for a while and vice versa. Very common practice. So you can both retire and keep doing what you love. That's right. So are you working part-time in Tennessee or full-time?
1: No, I am full-time. So you can do that. You can retire and then go to another state and work full-time and draw your retirement as well. I love it. I know. It's right. It's a great strategy and it works. It is. It is. (laughs) So I'm so glad to have you here.
0: And you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that?
1: Well, I started on this journey the year I turned 50 years old. (laughs) Isn't it strange how sometimes monumental time in your life can really impact you and It was January before I started my year into my 50. I turned 50 in October of that year. And in January, you know how you always start that New Year's resolution and you think, oh, this is going to be the year before I turn 50. I want to be 50 and fabulous. I want to look my best. I want to be my healthiest ever and just be 50 and fab, and I had these great plans. I wanted to take these pictures when I turned 50 years old, you know, of here I am, I'm 50. So that kind of started this quest of getting healthy, being in the best shape I could possibly be in, because I wanted to be the best I could be at 50 years old. But it didn't work out that way. <laughs> you, know, <Uh-oh>. you, <laughs> you know, you know, try- wah, wah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So I started on this quest of trying to find the perfect diet, you know, what was going to be that magic pill or that magic potion that would get me where I wanted to be the fastest. And by, I would say probably February, it had pretty much fizzled out and I thought, I can't do this, you know, forever. Well, what
0: had you decided to try? What did you
1: discover? Oh, by the way, what year was that? It was 2019, 2019. January 2019. In 2019,
0: what did you discover as, quote, the perfect diet in January of 2019?
1: Well, I thought it was going to be, you know, I had tried everything. You know how we are when we just tried every possible diet out there. And I knew I had tried all those things and they really didn't work long term for me. And so I thought it's got to be hormonal. I need to go to a doctor. I need to find out if my hormones are out of balance. What is going on? Why can't I lose weight? I'm smart. I've got three degrees. Why can't I figure out the secret to weight loss? That sounds so familiar. I had that same thing in my head. Yes. (laughs) I've heard you even say it in some of your podcasts with other people that someone's always searching for the magic pill, the magic Mm -hmm. potion, what works best for them, and I had tried it all (laughs) and I thought, okay, well, I need to go and find out what is causing this, what hormones are out of whack that may be preventing me from weight loss. So I found a natural, holistic doctor. Actually, she was a nurse practitioner and she was great. I started, did blood work. She was very much like Dr. Rob Jones.
0: Yep. Who I had on the early episode. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. And I was so thrilled when I heard everything that he said on your podcast was exactly what she had done for me. Love it. There was only one problem. She also worked with people with weight loss and she did the HCG. Okay. With Pace. Been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. And she also did the Fentermine fentramine pills with I've always said fentramine
0: but I've heard people say it a lot of different ways so I don't really know what's the correct way yeah I got that both of those things that you just mentioned I got from a doctor and they both led to quick results that didn't stick
1: and so I started on the diet pills because I wanted to you know lose the weight quickly and thought this was really going to work. But in the meantime, we also did the blood work, really worked on my hormone levels. And I started the natural hormone replacement therapy because I did have a hysterectomy way back when I was 30 years old. And so I had only done minimal hormone replacement therapy with just one type of hormone. And come to find out, I needed more. My body needed more hormone therapy replacement at the age that I was getting to be, you know, when you're getting close to 50, you have different hormone level needs, even though you've had a hysterectomy, you no longer have, but as your body ages, you just need more. And so it's true. And did you keep your ovaries? No, I did not. I had a total hysterectomy at that time. I suffered with endometriosis at a young age. When I was about 17, I had my first surgery for endometriosis. So my doctor told me then that there was going to be a time come in my life that I would most likely have to have the hysterectomy because I had so much scar tissue, thanks from the endometriosis. So I prepared and had children as soon as I could after I got married. So I was fortunate to have two beautiful kids and I lost two in between the two that I have due to the issues that I had with endometriosis, but I'm just so happy to have the two that I have. So, and then I had the hysterectomy at 30 and that led to, you know, the hormone replacement therapy and things, but I've kind of circled all the way around to get to when I went to the nurse practitioner and we did the blood work, we found out that my progesterone levels were like 0.0. And they should be between level five and six. So even though I went on the diet pills and failed miserably at that and regained everything that I had lost with it, you know, regained it faster than I lost it.
0: That was my exact thing. I did the diet pills for longer than I like to even admit because I felt so bad, but it worked so well that as long as I could keep getting them, I could maintain my loss, but I felt awful. But as soon as I stopped taking them, I gained 50 pounds in a
1: year and a half. It was like, bam. I lost about 10 to 15 within two or three months, which was really fast, But then as soon as I stopped taking them, I gained it right back plus some. So I gained about 20, 25 pounds back. and That's
0: very typical. We go down, then we yo-yo back higher than we were to start with.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I've heard so many people say, you know, I dieted my way up to my heaviest weight. And that's exactly what I did. And so then I've gone back to where I have my summers off as a teacher. Right. And so that summer... I had these big plans. Oh, okay. I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to exercise every morning. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to have this weight off by my 50th birthday, which is October 6th, by the way. And it never happened. I never exercised one time. I really got a little depressed. You know, how yeah, you, you just, I, do. I think nothing is going to work for me anymore. This is just how it is. This is just what happens when you reach this age. Yeah. And I thought, this is just it. This is what happens. I'm just going to have to settle in, buy bigger clothes. Right. Stretchy clothes. Stretchy clothes, big clothes. And I am the type of person that gains all my weight in my belly area, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you can buy big shirts and they really cover right. up well. And you still... Can look okay with those big shirts. You just don't tuck anything in. You <laughs> know, you have these big shirts. And you don't, you just don't feel as good because you know <sighs> no. it, it's harder to lean over. I
0: couldn't paint my
1: toenails. Oh, my belly was I in the way. And you know, right before school started back, I had pretty much given up. You know how you get to that point, you just give up. Yes. I thought, well, this is just it. What's gonna happen? It's just how it is. And I'd pretty much given up.
0: So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months.
1: And I was the highest weight I had ever been. And at that point in July, right before school starts back in August, we always start back in August here in Mississippi and Tennessee. And I will never forget it. It was a Friday night, July 26, 2019. And I was just doing a search on the internet of, oh, what works after 50? Weight loss for mature women. You know how you start just. I do. And you go down Googling these, words. Yes. And yeah. you're just going down these rabbit holes and you're trying to find out what works now for me. Or is there anything else out there? And I don't know why, because July 27th was right before school started, you know, and I wanted to have these big plans of being thin and healthy before my 50th birthday and before school started back. Surprise everyone when you go back about oh, all yeah, this, yeah. this weight loss you've done, you figured it out. And Oh, it just didn't happen, and I don't know where I was on the internet. (laughs) You know how you can go down so many rabbit holes. Oh yes, I do know that I was on Facebook, and I saw an advertisement for keto, and I thought, well, you know, that's one I haven't tried. Never done keto. Maybe I'll check out keto. So I was reading and reading, and there was a lot of comments, and there was an advertisement on there for a keto supplement. Something that you could take, you know, that would get you into ketosis. Those exogenous ketones. that yes. They were super
0: popular in 2019. Yes. Thank the Lord. I think they've settled down because they didn't work. And so people were like trying to sell them to you everywhere you went. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I don't know who it was or, and I wish I could go back and find it now, but I can't. I've gone back and searched and I can't find it. But somebody said on the comments you don't need this. Just read Delay, Don't Deny by Jen Stevens. Oh, I love that. That You know, I wonder who that was. I know. I know. That some, of,
0: some of the members of the group would sprinkle those comments here yeah. and there. But I mean, yeah. it could really be anybody. But I love that.
1: I know. And at the time, I thought, hmm, what is this Delay, Don't Deny? And who is this Jen Stevens lady? <laughs> you know, and so... <laughs>
0: You start Googling. Jen Stevens with someone just like you because I had just on July 26, 2019, I had just turned 53 days before that. Wow. So we're the same age. We're educators, same struggles, same feeling like a failure, you know, all the same.
1: I just connected so much with you and your book when I read it. So I immediately. Google you, find your book on Amazon, download it this Friday evening. I think it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. And I read the book immediately that night, all in one night, you know, you're just, you're just soaking it all up and I'm reading and I'm thinking, this is my life. This is, (laughs) this is my story too. And you had such a wonderful way of explaining it all to us and helping us understand the science behind it. And so you read it, you get excited. And how many people have ever started a diet on Saturday morning? Not many, right. right? Not very many. <laughs> it was gonna be Monday. I think right. this it's on always Monday. Monday. And,
0: then, and then all weekend you like eat as much as you can. Like it's the eating Olympics. I don't know why. Yes. But you're like, I'm never gonna get to do this again. So I'm gonna just really do it. And then yeah, that's the normal way, right?
1: You get ready for
0: it. Eat up yeah. all the
1: chips, all the candy, all the cookies <laughs> in the house, because you're gonna get started Monday. Well, you what's know, what's
0: that meme that they have that's like starting my diet on Monday? First up, cleared all the unallowed food out of the kitchen. It was delicious.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all done that? Yes. But I remember the date exactly because we had an event to go to this Saturday afternoon and I was going to be working a lot. I was going to be, it was really hot. You know, it's really hot in Mississippi in July. Oh yeah. And Georgia,
0: Georgia girl <laughs> gets
1: it so hot. So the humidity was terrible, yeah. but I had read the book that Friday night and I was so, you know how you get so fired up and you're so ready yes. to start. And I thought I'm starting today. And I did, I jumped right in. I began and I jumped in feet first and I fast from the time I went to bed Friday night till five o'clock the next day on July 27th, 2019. Love it. My first fasting day.
0: And And you just did it.
1: You ripped off that band-aid. Yes. I'm a rip off the band-aid kind of girl. I jumped right in and I, uh, you know. Teachers usually
0: are, right? Aren't we?
1: We are for some
0: (laughs) odd reason. (laughs) We're all
1: kind of like that. A little bit perfectionist, you know, really. Yes.
0: Well, I'm doing
1: it. Doing it. Yes. Yes. So I did, and I remember that day because my husband is an elected official in our county. So we had an event that day because it was election year, and yeah, we were working really hard. And it was an event with food, lots and lots of food. And I thought, you know, I can do this. I can do it, and I did. And I made it all the way to five o'clock, and I was so proud of myself. And I thought, this is going to be it. When you read it and you believe it, and you the science behind it you're just all in and and I was immediately all in and it just made sense and then you start reading Jason Fung, and you start reading Burt Herring, and you just get mad. <laughs> you do get mad. Oh, I was so mad. I was like, I can't believe that we have been brainwashed all these years into thinking that eating all day long, six small meals a day, is what's going to help us lose weight. And it never worked for me. And no. This worked immediately for me, and I know immediately that it was a lot of inflammation and water weight that I lost in the beginning, but until my lowest weight was December, I lost, I even wrestled with the idea of, you know, do I even have a good story to tell? Because I really haven't lost this huge amount of weight, but it was a lot of weight for me. Right.
0: And see, that's the thing for every person listening who needs to. I mean, we're the whole spectrum of society who's listening. There are people who really only need to lose five pounds and they want intermittent fasting for health benefits. There are people who need to lose one hundred and fifty pounds. And so your story is important because there are so many women out there who just like how much did you lose? I lost 18 pounds. See that's the thing. 18 pounds. there are so many women out there that just want to lose 15 to 20 pounds. So many and we just have we feel bad for even caring because we're like, yeah, it's not that much. I guarantee oh my gosh, I exactly. Had, yep. I really be- knowing myself, if I had just cruised along at like I don't know 160, let me just throw in a number out there. if I had cruised along at 160. I probably would have just been happy to stay there. Just thinking, oh, I'll just be a little, you know, a little on the the heavy side for me. Just a little fluffy. But, you know, I had to go all the way to obesity before I was like, I got to do something about this. But there are a lot of women who are in that range of just needing to lose 15 to 20 pounds. And it feels just as real and important because it's not the body you feel your best in.
1: Exactly, And like you said, you really hit the nail on the head for me. I felt bad. Even wanting to lose, just just right, and we feel guilty. We're like, "Why am I?" You know, complaining. It's not that
0: bad. You know, other people have real problems. these are vanity pounds. Yes, but you said you carried it in your abdomen, right, in your waist, and that's not healthy. You know, the
1: visceral fat. So you were carrying
0: the more dangerous kind of fat,
1: right? And I just wasn't happy with where I was at, and I felt huge and miserable. I had always been growing up as a young teen. I never had a weight problem. I was always in a healthy range. And it wasn't until I remember exactly what my weight was when I got my driver's license. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, don't you remember that number? You? I'm 5'2". On a good day. I like okay. to say 5'2". I'm probably five one and a half actually. I'm 5'5", five, five, and I was 125 on my driver's license. I was 110. That's a
0: great weight for, that's actually, you know, I've talked about this formula. I actually got it from Burt Hearing, but that formula, and of course, this formula is not foolproof. So anybody listening, you should not be like, this is what I must weigh. No, no one is saying that. It's just kind of like a rule of thumb if your average frame, right? We have so many different frame sizes, but five feet, 100 pounds, and then five pounds per inch. So using that Burt Hearing formula, 110 is quote, ideal for 5'2", and I was 5'5", 125. We both match up on that formula, exactly what it would predict. But again, I'm not saying everyone should use that formula. Right. I get it.
1: I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's funny. That, that was the, the, you know, ideal weight for your body.
1: Yeah. And I can remember, you know, when I got married and I had my first child, that's when I had my first weight issue was after right. that first child. And I had always been very athletic as a teenager. I played basketball. I played softball. I was just an athletic person growing up. And after I had that first child, it was my first experience with, oh, I've got a little extra fluff. I need to get this off. You know, I, none of my pants fit. Nothing was really working that well for me to help get it off either. And so at that time, which was 1990, I had my first child in 1990, everybody was into aerobics, you know, so right. I had a friend. Oh, they were. I, yes, yes. Aerobics and jazzercise. Step and aerobics. Step aerobics. I did all of that. So that was my first experience at a weight loss effort was going to the aerobics. And then my mother-in-law at the time said, oh, I'm doing the cabbage soup diet. You should do it with me. <laughs> and so I did the cabbage soup diet. I did aerobics and I lost some weight. You know, I lost. That was some- the
0: grossest diet ever, by the way. Oh,
1: it was. Wasn't it? But you do it. And so I lost lost (laughs) the weight and I was back to where I was pre-baby and everything was rolling right along pretty smoothly. And then it just creeped back up, you know, it just creeps back up. And I had a couple of miscarriages trying to have my second child and I got a little depressed and I ate a little more and I was a little heavier when I had my second child. But everything went great with that pregnancy and got my daughter here. And so now I had a boy and a girl and everything was great. I was just a little fluffier. So I went on my second round of trying to lose the weight and did some different things. And oh my goodness, I think I tried everything I did. And I've heard this from a lot of your podcast, Yeah. People, they tried it all. We did Weight Watchers. Yeah. We did all the things you know, all the diets. And I can remember reading the T-Factor Diet. Remember you talking about that in one of your books or your first book that that was one of the first diet books you read? It was. Yep. I did that too. So I went on a low-fat diet for the first time and it
0: worked really well. I lost weight. It worked really well for me. Now, when you did it, I'm just wondering if you did it the way I did it, which was like the wrong way to do it. I actually have the T-Factor Diet book again. I went and I found it at like an old used a bookstore. And I was like, I want to read this again, now that I'm older and know a lot more. So I've read it again. He is not recommending that you eat low fat junk food.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I, re- I But did you do it, it like real food,
0: low fat? Or did you no. do the junk food, like snack wells?
1: Yes, snack wells, the yeah. fluffy cookies, the low fat, yes. everything, you know, that was- I had snack wells,
0: cans of corn. Yes. SpaghettiOs. Yes. Because those were fat fat free. And I'm like, what in the world? And then you go back and you read the T-Factor diet. And it is actually, now that I know what I know about nutrition, it's not a bad way to live his approach with eating real food. In fact, it's very much like they talk about in the book, Mastering Diabetes. And Mastering Diabetes is really like the same exact thing as the T-Factor diet. So funny.
1: Oh, yeah, I, lo- I ate lots of fake food, you know. Right. Butter was... spray. Yes. That's when I started using margarine, you know, for the first time. Yeah. You moved away from the real mm-hmm. butter. Oh, the real butter is so bad right. for you. And you use margarine for everything. And I still used it up until that's so much of an influence on me that I used that margarine up until my 50th birthday. And I read your book and I read Dr. Dr. Jason Funk's book and how we really need to eat the real foods. Yeah. Even though they're butter, it's still much better for you than the fake butter. So absolutely. I used to buy that country crock stuff. That's what I bought. I bought country crock for years and years and years and years. And it looked so wholesome. It did. (laughs) It did. Uh, (laughs) And you thought you were being healthy eating it. You did.
0: You're making a better choice. If this is heart healthy. Yes. That's so what it happened. On the container. <laughs> Heart <true>. healthy. <laughs> oh, the things lies. we did. I
1: know. Yeah. Lies, lies. And so when you read all that and you learn and you know better, you just get mad. Oh, I was so mad when I read some of the information that but you You were know. doing the T-factor
0: diet and yeah. you lost the weight.
1: Yeah, I So this was
0: after your second child.
1: Mm-hmm. I did. I lost the weight. And, you know, you get tired of eating the way you're doing until you just dive headfirst into a container of ice cream and you eat the whole thing or all the Oreos and you get tired of restrictions. You get tired of, of counting and all of that. And you're just, you, oh, you just go back to your old ways of eating and the weight comes back on with a vengeance exactly so
0: did you just keep yo-yoing from that whole period of time yes from the the early 90s up until 2019
1: yes yo-yo you know you would go down you go back up plus some you go down you go back up plus some so like I said I dieted my way up to my highest weight ever and I hit that one for me I hit 150 and that was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this I've never weighed this much, and unless I was pregnant with my children, I can remember being one sixty when I was pregnant with my second child, and I thought, oh, this is the highest I've ever been. But and then you hit one fifty when you're not expecting, yeah. And you'd think, oh my god. And I was pushing a fourteen in size for me, yeah. And that was the biggest size I had ever tried to go out and buy. And I was, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't just keep inching up. The pounds can't keep going up, up and up. And eventually I'm going to be 250 pounds if I don't do right, something. Well, and you know, height really matters because
0: at five, almost five, two, right, <laughs> you, you know, go. 40 pounds on a five, two
1: frame, Really, that's a
0: lot in the smaller frame.
1: It was for me. And then, you know, like I said, I really wrestled with the fact that, you know, I wasn't obese, but I was probably pushing it for my height. For your height. I was close. I remember thinking, I can't just keep inching up every year being heavier and heavier because I was miserable for one And I just didn't feel good in my own skin and then feeling guilty. You know, am I being vain? You know, other people would tell me, oh, Lanis, you look fine. You don't need to lose weight. What are you doing that for? And I'm like, well, you know, you don't see my belly under this shirt, you know? (laughs) know? Right, right. You know, I can hide it. And, and, you know,
0: people don't see it on us the way we feel it in ourselves. That is really true because when I lost the first 75 pounds and, people were noticing, and I would show them my before and after. They're like, I don't remember you being that big. I'm like, well, I was. I was walking around this big every day. But people don't really judge us the way we judge ourselves.
1: No, we're always our worst critic. And I can remember exactly what sent me kind of over the edge is I had gone on vacation with my mom and my sister that summer of 2019, early. And we took all these vacation photos, you know, and you right. see mm-hmm. yourself in those photos and I just looked so puffy. My face was puffy. And I remember in one picture in particular, we had traveled to San Francisco and we were going up the coast in California and we were standing there in front of the houses that they're called the painted ladies in San Francisco yes. you know the famous yep. setting for a tv show and I was having my picture made there and my sister took my picture for me and you know how you look at the picture you know after it's taken right you're like well can we post this yes one? Yes. yes and you, you zoom <laughs> in on it and you're looking at it and the wind was blowing just a little bit and I had on a big shirt you know and the wind was blowing yeah. just a little bit and it pushed the bottom of my shirt under my belly and you see right. this belly poking out. I thought, oh my gosh. Is that- Don't post that one. Is that yeah. my belly sticking out? Oh my gosh. I look like I was about five months pregnant and more and more photos. I just look so puffy. And that was like, okay, I've got to do something. And then you just know,
0: you know that it's time. And that's when you were receptive because that was the summer. And then yes, July is when you found it. So you took to intermittent fasting just right away. You just immediately took to it, and you started losing weight immediately. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: July twenty seventh was easy for me. I think because I had always done black coffee. I had never put anything in my coffee, so I didn't struggle with coffee. I never drank anything other than water and coffee because I wasn't Yay! gonna. I wasn't <laughs> gonna drink my calories, you know. So yeah. I had quit Coke a long time ago, back in the nineties a quick coke. I was a coke addict at one time. And oh, I uh, get it. <laughs> that was my drink of choice and I could never do diet. I just didn't like the aftertaste that I got from diet drinks. So I just stopped them all together. So all I ever drank was water and coffee. And so mm-hmm. I didn't have any I wouldn't say any trouble. It was a little bit difficult in the beginning, you know, to get fat adapted and everything. Right. But because I didn't drink sugary drinks or diet drinks or anything like that. I think that was my key to success for me. I didn't have what I hear other people talk about having such a hard time getting started because they have to give up their sugary coffee, you know, or their sugary drinks. And I didn't have that. So I thought it was fairly easy transition for me. I jumped in, I made it to five o'clock just fine. Now, Don't get me wrong. There were days that I would shovel it in like a teenage boy, you know, know, oh, it's five o'clock, shovel it in. But you kind of go through that period of time where you're shoveling it all in, but then you kind of tone it back a little bit and you start, you know, eating better, making better food choices. And there's that list that you posted before in some of your pages about the stages of intermittent testing.
0: And it's in Fast Feast Repeat. I actually put it in there.
1: Yes. And that's exactly it. You know, at first it's, oh, we're all in. Yay, we got this. And then then you shovel in and all in. Then you become the food snob in the end and you're really making better food choices. And so I lost weight immediately. For me, it was like day one, and I was an everyday wearer. I'm still an everyday wearer. I wish I could get away from the scale, but I've always—it's not bad for it. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't feel
0: like you have to apologize for that. People think because I don't weigh that everyone should aspire to not weighing, and I don't think that's true at all. Well, some
1: days it really affects my mood. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So I know I probably really need to do that, but I'm just not ready yet. Actually, a co worker and I had talked before if we could invent a little folding scale that we could take with us on vacation, because we really miss weighing when we're on vacation somewhere and we don't have a scale <laughs> with us. we've talked about, well, we're going to invent one. We're going to invent this little folding scale that can go in your suitcase and we'll take it with us. And then we can weigh every day like we normally do at home. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's how bad it is. But I started losing weight immediately. Every day it would be down, you know, 0.2, 0.3,
2: you know, something.
1: I might go back up a half a pound sometime in the week, but almost every day was a downward trend for me. And so that never happened for me before. Never on anything that I had ever done, whether it was Atkins, which I had done Atkins before, but I hated. Oh, low carb was really, really hard for me. I didn't feel good. I didn't like the way I felt. I miss carbs (laughs) so much, but nothing worked as well as this did in seeing that downward trend for me.
0: Yeah. You know, I would predict probably for someone who had, like me, done well on the low-fat diets and lost the weight and felt pretty good that the low-carb really just felt bad. And we just have the body type that is more – likely to do well on the lower fat versus the lower carb. So a hundred percent. My body needs the carbs. Yes. And for people who don't, they, they're like, that makes no sense. But I promise <laughs> there are those of us out there, we feel so much better. It's not because we're all drugged up on the carbs. They help our bodies function. Mm-hmm. I do. God right? made those foods for a
1: reason. Yes. <laughs> The good <laughs> ones, <laughs> yeah. oh. But you know, it worked really well for me. I made it all the way to December, and I was the lowest weight I had been in a very long time. I'd lost the eighteen pounds, which for me was wonderful. I mean, right? I, oh, Jen, I can't tell you how many boot camps I had done because I just oh. <laughs> just knew that you know I had to outwork it. I could just outwork it and lose the weight because we'd always heard, you know.
0: Well, The Biggest Loser, right? Did you watch The Biggest Loser? Yes. Yes. And I always watched it. And they were, like, working out so hard they would throw up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yay. We're all clapping, applauding them. Yes. what? That is like abusive now that I think back on it. That's an abusive television show.
1: It really was. And it was detrimental, I think, to a lot of people into thinking that you can outwork, that if you just worked hard enough, you could lose the weight. And if you're not losing, it's because you're not working hard enough. You're not working out long enough. You're not running far enough. You're just not Working hard enough, and then all and they reality, would lose like
0: what twenty five pounds in a week or some nonsense. Remember that? Yes. on The Biggest Loser, it was crazy. Or like even like as it went along, they might drop five pounds in a week. Yes, no wonder it was tanking their metabolisms long term.
1: Right, I kept working harder and harder and harder, and nothing worked. I can remember doing one boot camp where it was the weight loss boot camp where you went and you worked out three times a week and you weighed in each time, once a week, we weighed in once a week and they did our measurements and all these things. And I can remember weighing in one week and I had gained weight and I cried. I cried. Yeah. Because I had done everything the way he told me to do it. I had eaten the way he told me to eat and I gained weight. And I can remember getting in my car and just crying because I thought I did everything I was supposed to do and I still gained weight. Yeah. And see, we're teachers. We're (sighs) good at following those rules, aren't we? Oh, we are. So I followed it to the letter. And then when you don't see success, you just give up and you think, well, what the heck? You know, so you just. I didn't like that anyway. I I quit. (laughs) I just quit. (laughs) So, I mean, I did that. I can't tell you how many times I tried it just one more time. I thought, well, I'll do this one. I'll try this one. or right, I'll go to this girl. She's a lady. Maybe she understands more about how I need to lose weight. Maybe it's a supplement I need to take along with working out. Do I need BCBAs and all this stuff? <laughs> you know, I don't even know what uh, what they were, but I was thinking, well, maybe right. I need that supplement and uh, it just didn't work for me. I did the DNA analysis. I had already done the 23andMe a couple of years ago. And so then I uploaded my raw data to the company where they analyze your information. Like what What they recommend for you. Yeah. Yes. And I was one who was less likely to lose weight with exercise. And I no. thought, aha, no wonder those boot camps didn't work for me. And I was, and you know, there are people who are more likely to
0: lose weight with exercise. And so they're all the ones who are judging those of us and saying, "What are we doing wrong? You're just not doing enough. And we believe them, but really
1: no. And my husband's one of them, you know, he can exercise and lose weight really easily. So it was always, well, just exercise more, eat less, exercise more. And you know, you should lose the weight. Well, it just didn't work for me. Matter of fact, it made me hungrier you know the more i worked yeah, out food, always the hungrier i got and the more food i wanted to eat and there would be times that i would leave my workout class and i would go straight to mcdonald's or you know or to yeah or to the nearest fast food restaurant because i was just starving
0: absolutely and i want to point out here some people mistakenly hear me discuss this and think that i'm saying don't exercise and that there's nothing farther from the truth because moving our bodies is healthy We need to keep our bodies active. You know, I'm 52 now. You're 52 now, right? That's right. 1969 babies. And we're getting older. So we need to keep our bone density up. We need to keep our muscles strong. We don't want to lose the muscle mass. We want to be healthy. So exercise is key to that, moving our bodies. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be effective for weight loss for us.
1: It's good for us. And we know that Mm -hmm. it's good for our health. And during my weight loss period from July to December of 2019, I did absolutely zero, zero exercise because I thought I'm never doing another boot camp again. I'm never doing it. I'm never going right. exercise to try to lose weight again. I'm just not making myself that miserable ever again. So I vowed that I would never do exercise again unless I wanted to.
0: Yes. So how about now? What do you do Now?
1: Now? After December, starting in January, and it wasn't any part of any type of New Year's resolution or anything like that, I just started to miss exercise. I started to want to get back in the gym. And so I did. I started exercising again just because I enjoyed it. And so, love that. See, that just gave me the chills. Yes. And that's the key to happiness. It's the key to yep. being successful at what you're doing is if you're enjoying it. And so I was loving and enjoying the way I was eating, my way of eating. I thought I'll do this the rest of my life. And I have. Every day, I think it's been. I calculated it yesterday. I think it's been 822 days I have fasted. Love it since July 27th, 2019. I think if I've calculated correctly, it has been 822 days of fasting, and I've done it every day. Now, I may not have done it all till five o'clock every day. There's right, I listen to my body, I've changed things up a little bit, but when I started exercising again in January 2020, I did it, like I said, just because I enjoyed it. And I liked being on the treadmill again. I liked walking again and just did it because I enjoyed it. And the weight machines, I enjoyed again. This podcast is supported by FedEx.
0: FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
2: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
1: So I started that, and I kind of went on this quest of what can I find that I enjoy? So my husband and I bought bicycles for the first time, and we absolutely love our bicycles. We cycle a lot. There have been days that we have, I think our highest mileage has been 26 miles so far that we've done in a day. And then we bought kayaks. So we were into all... Oh, I love the kayak. (laughs) We really got into all this outdoor fitness stuff, things that we could do together that we enjoyed. And then came the pandemic. And it just inspired us even more to get outside when you had to stay inside because of quarantining or, you know, shutdowns and all that kind of stuff. You just wanted to get outside. And so right, our refuge was riding the bikes or getting the kayaks out. And then we bought a camper And started camping out and just really got to be these outdoor people. (laughs) And I love that so much. See, this is what happened.
0: You were putting all this pressure on yourself to work out for this weight loss only to the point that you started to resent the exercise because it was quote failing you and wasn't working for the weight loss. So you're like, I hate this. Right. And then you were like, you just quit it completely. And so then you found your way back because you no longer were associating it with, I have to do this. This is a chore. Instead it became fun. And now you're outdoorsy and active and you love it. And you know, that is just huge and so powerful. It's like with me and vegetables, like, I would try to find the magic food that would make me lose weight. None of the magic clean eating foods diets ever did that. So I was like, I'm just going to eat the junk that I want to eat. And I like was mad at the healthy food. Right. And, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes.
1: I know exactly
0: <laughs> what you mean. Cause I've been there too. Cause it didn't work. The magic food didn't work. So I was mad at it, mad at the exercise cause it didn't work. But now that intermittent fasting works, we no longer have to be mad at the healthy food or mad at the exercise for not working. And we can use it in the powerful way it was intended.
1: Exactly. And it has just given me such a powerful way of looking at my life that I'm only going to do things that I love from now on. And it all started through intermittent fasting. It has simplified my life in so many ways because you simplify the way you look at food, you simplify the way you look at exercise, you just simplify everything. And it not only spilled over into diet and exercise, it spilled over into every aspect of my life. You know, I want to simplify my clothing. You know, if I don't love it, I'm not buying it. If it doesn't yeah. suit my body Just because well, it fits. Yeah. You don't buy it. There was a time when we
0: bought it because it fit. Yes. It fits and it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. Right. But now you're
1: like, well, it fits,
0: but I just don't love it.
1: Exactly. So I've kind of adopted this mantra. If I don't love it, I'm not doing it. I'm not buying it. I'm not having any part of it unless I absolutely love it. And if it doesn't make me happy or I don't love it, I'm just not going to do it or I'm not going to buy it or I'm not going to participate in it. So. That's huge. And so you're free. It's like freed you to live the life that you love. Exactly. And that's the way I explain it to everyone that asks me about it. Anybody that talks to me or asks me about intermittent fasting, I say, it's just such freedom. I can't explain to you the amount of freedom that it has given me in every aspect of my life. It is freedom from dieting forever through intermittent fasting, because intermittent fasting is a way of life. It's not a diet. It's not, you're going to eat what's best for you and your body. And it's just such freedom. I can't explain it other than it's just freedom. I started a Facebook group. Because I had so many people asking me about it because, you know, you just want to shout it from the rooftops, you know, absolutely. when when you find something that works and you know, it works and you just want to shout it and you want to tell everybody. So I'm one of those that shares way too much. My family probably thinks I share way too too much. (laughs) Yeah, I I get it. (laughs) And I just wanted everybody to know this great thing that I had found and how we'd just been lied to all our lives about how to lose weight and breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. It was actually a phrase coined to sell breakfast foods, you know. So thank you, Kellogg. Right. I started a Facebook group and I named it Freedom Fasting because it was such freedom to me. And I thought my phrase is going to be freedom fasting because I'm free from dieting forever forever through intermittent yeah. fasting and it just stuck and it's not been as active as I would have liked for it to be you know I don't know if I just didn't do a good job getting people involved or what Facebook's so weird and we
0: are struggling with you know I'm not on Facebook anymore you know that right. I know i do <laughs> talked know about that. it but yeah. you do know that but the life lessons group is on Facebook still and Sherry runs it and which I love um, by
1: the way Love. Like it's that. a great group. It it's,
0: is. it's a great, great group. But she, you know, you can now Facebook lets you see engagement data, like how many people they show posts to. And it's just almost comical. How, you know, you'll post something and there's like tricks like she posted something. She was trying to get people. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was LifePro giveaway. Trying, you know, I don't know if you saw that yes. LifePro giveaway, but she was actually talking to Joel, right? owner of LifePro. And he was like, well, here's the thing about Facebook. If you put a link in it, Facebook doesn't show it to as many people. And so, like Facebook algorithms, just little things like that, like it might not be showing posts to people. Nothing you can do about that. I know. And it, it's frustrating.
1: It is so frustrating. I had a small business for a while before I retired in Mississippi. I thought, oh, I'm going to retire and I'm going to start this little small business and I'm going to. Run this business and this will be my retirement plan. And so I had a Facebook group for selling items, you know, and it was right. so crazy. Some people would say, I didn't see your sale post or I didn't see that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I thought it's just crazy that some people see it, some don't. And you don't understand how anything works <laughs> on Facebook. And you right. know, you should
0: be able to choose. Like, I want to see every post out of this group. You should be able to pick that. Like, this is what I want to see. Even Like when you would go to the group itself, you wouldn't be able to see all the posts in the group. Just depending on how Facebook would rank them and put them up there. That was really frustrating for me as, you know, the owner of these pages, not being able to. And we should be able to communicate with every person in the group. Right. Like send out a message to everyone. And people could choose whether they wanted those or not, but we don't even have that option. So anyway, that's my soapbox about how... It's kind of gotten pay to play. You have to learn how to play the game. And I was like, I'm just not doing that anymore. I don't want ads shoved at me. You know, I just want to support people in the community. So, right.
1: Well, and it got to the point that if you weren't working on some kind of ad, that your people weren't going to see what you were posting. So it was just, no. it was very frustrating.
0: It was. We are almost out of time.
1: Oh, my goodness. So
0: what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: You know, I've thought about this a lot and I had it written down. Let me see if I can find my post. You know, you make yourself note and then you get in the middle of something and then you can't find it. But, of course, start with a clean fast. That's so important. Yeah. And one of the things that really helped me, like I said before, I think because I had never, it was easy for me to get started because I was already drinking clean. I only had black coffee and water. So I think that made it really easy for me. And also giving yourself grace, knowing that you don't have to jump in like I did. You know, if you just fast overnight, push it out just a little bit at a time if you have to make it till lunch one day, make it till two o'clock the next week. And yeah, give yourself grace. Everybody's not going to be able to start ripping the bandaid off like some people (laughs) do. And you're going to have a time period that you're going to need to adjust for some people. But give yourself grace, clean fast, and never give up. Never give up. Exactly. Be
0: consistent. Never give up. Yep. And just know that it's such a healthy way to
1: live. Exactly. I feel so sorry for some people who say, oh, I tried intermittent fasting. It just didn't work for me. I really, really feel sorry for them because I just think, oh, if you just give it a little bit more time, you know, give it.
0: Yeah. I had that
1: conversation with
0: somebody two weeks ago. We were at a local shop and I had been in there before. We go in there a lot looking for furniture. They have great used furniture and we were looking for things for our screen porch. So we're there. We're talking to her. She's like, I tried your thing it didn't work for me. And I said, how long did you give it? And Guess what she said? Two weeks. A week. She gave it one week. One week. Gave it one week. And... She was drinking coffee with sugar-free creamer. So she wasn't fasting clean and she gave it a week. I'm like, that is why it didn't work. Two reasons. And so I was like, you got to read Fast Feast Repeat. You know, oh, I'm not like making a million dollars every time somebody reads the book. It's, it's not like right. I just want to sell you a book. You got to read the book. It's the teacher in me. You got to read it so you know what to do so that you will be successful.
1: I found my list that I wrote down for myself. all right. The first thing I wrote down was give yourself grace. Any fasting is great for your body, even if you start slow, even just fasting overnight. The second thing was to read the books. Read the books, books, read the books, read the books. You really, really, really must read the books to understand. I like to advise people to start with delay, don't deny, because it's such a quick, easy read. Then read Fast, Feast, Repeat for even more in-depth information. Mm -hmm. And I always recommend the Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Oh yeah, It gives you so much good information. And once you read it and you understand the science behind it, you're a believer. You know, and you're all in and you're ready to go just trying it for a week or two. And you think, yeah, that didn't work for me. Well, you got to understand it to jump in there. Exactly. And then
0: you understand why giving it one week with sugar-free cream in your coffee, we know why that didn't work. We know why. We know scientifically why. And so it does. It always makes me sad when someone says it didn't work for me. And I always say, tell me what you drank. Tell me how long you gave it. And the answer is always there within those two
1: questions. Exactly. Yeah. My husband's tried a couple of times and, oh, he just can't give up that Diet Coke. <laughs> ah. And he'll, he'll say, I did fasting today. I said, you did? I'm so proud of you. What did you drink? Well, I drank my Diet Coke, but I didn't eat anything. till. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're like, oh. Oh. oh, so close, sweetie. Yeah. Almost. 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 Did it. almost. <sighs> all right. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe one day he'll be ready. Everybody's just got to be ready that's when they're, ex- they're on their own time.
1: That's exactly right. And that's another thing that I tell people. You've got to be ready. You can hear it. Yeah. You can hear all the information. And you want that quick fix, but you've got to be ready to do it and just do it. Exactly. Well, Lannis, I have
0: so enjoyed talking to you today. Your story was fabulous and I know people will really enjoy it.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's been a great conversation with you too, Jen.
0: Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at dot com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa.